Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, and thanks for tuning back into another episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Michael Reardon, and here's a bit about Michael. He is a former educator with experience teaching K through 12. Today, he is a mindset coach that helps people get from where they are to where they want to be in life. He has his master's in education and aspires to educate the world on the power of the mind. He believes there is no impossible in life and thus his company, Revan Concepts, was created. The mission is to eliminate any limiting beliefs and to seek challenges that will bring about more positive and substantial growth. So without further ado, please welcome Michael Reardon to GEMS Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Number one, it's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to share my wisdom and my knowledge with your audience. Thank you, Michael. And before we dive into mindset coaching and the work that you're currently doing, I definitely want to connect with you on a personal level so the audience also gets to know you a little better. So here's two options. We could play a rapid fire 10 question game or break the ice up front. What would you like Mm. to do? Let's break the ice. Okie dokie. So share something crazy that you've done in your life or a fun but interesting fact about yourself. Okay. One interesting thing I've done in my life is I have traveled all across New England. I used to live in Connecticut and in Connecticut, it's a small little state, but I wanted to go travel around. So after one year of school, it was in June. So school had just ended that day. I had left with my dog and we went on a two-week road trip of New England. And when we got to Vermont, it was actually pretty exciting because I was like, all right, I got my map. I have my phone, my GPS, and I'm going to go hiking and I'm just going to do like a day hike. Well, little did I know before I started the hike, I left the map in the car and my phone would have no reception. So I would have no GPS. So I'm in the woods, probably six, seven miles in at this point and sun setting. And if you look around, there's signs of bears. And I was like, okay, it's just me and my dog. I don't have a tent. I don't have much food because I thought it was just going to be a day hike. So I had to make the choice. Do I try to do a shortcut or do I push back and go back the same way I came seven miles? Long story short, I decided to play the safe route and go back seven miles to the car. By the time I got there, just sunset and got to the car. It was about a three hour drive to the next campsite that I was going to be at. And then that night it was, I don't know what was going on outside, but it was crazy weather, thunder, storms, rain. It was, it was an interesting 24 hours that day. That is very interesting. When you said you saw signs of beers and all of that, that would have been my first inclination. Like, hey, you need to get back to the car before a bear gets a hold of you and the dog. But I'm glad that you, you know, made it through and made it back safely to your car. And thanks for sharing that fun and interesting fact. Mm -hmm. 
So let's jump into um, you becoming a mindset coach and leaving the education field. Did you feel burnt out when you were in the education space or what made you pull the plug on education and said, you know what, I no longer want to educate in a school setting, but I feel like I could connect more by coaching others. Mm -hmm. So it was a two part series, I would say for me, but the straw that broke the camel's back was a trauma that I had. So it was a loss in my life where I had to deal with that. And I remember the day it happened. It was September 11th, 2016. So I had got some bad news that someone had passed away very close to me. And I had to deal with that. And then I had also received that same evening, the teacher that I was working with couldn't make it in. And I was teaching special ed at this time. So we can't have both teachers out for special ed. One can be out, you'll still be able to get through. Both, that's bad news. So she had already texted me saying that she won't be there. And I was about to text her saying that I won't be there. So I, I had to suck it up. And I said, I'm just going to go to school, go to work and be there, get the day done. And then I'll take the rest of the week off. Well, during the day, I was just, you know, trying to make it through. No adults, no teachers were able to figure out what was going on in my life. You know, I was able to hide it really well. But there was one first grader. He came up to me and he just looked at me. He's like, Mr. Ritter, are you okay? And I, I was like, oh, you know, like he could tell, but every single other adult couldn't. I was perfectly fine to them. And so that started to lead me to a self-realization of mindset, how people are, how people operate, and then also being able to help people get to a place in their life where they can be happy and satisfied. Wow. And that's actually insightful that the first grader knew above the adults. But I also think it's because kids have some form of intuition and veil where they just know things that other adults don't know. And I'm sorry for the loss of the person that was really close. I know there's no words that could express how you may have felt or the grieving process that you went through. But I can say after losing three significant people in my life within a year and a half, just recently starting in 2020 to up till this year, it's very hard. And it definitely makes you reevaluate re your life and appreciate things more. So do you feel like it was that first grader that really um, hit the nail on the head whenever he asked you if you were okay, that led you to just really reevaluating the whole education system? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the question he asked was, are you okay? And then it goes back to my brother asking me in college, was I happy? So it was like a whole process of me changing my mindset from high school all the way past college to my career. Was I happy? Was I doing the right thing? Because in college, I was starting off as accounting business finance. Didn't really love the job per se, but I was good at it. And the money was decent. So I was all, all for that, right? The money was good and it wasn't hard work. But then I was asking myself, was I fulfilled? And when that young man, he had asked me, am I okay? It made me ask that question again. Was I fulfilled? Was I doing everything I could be doing? And I think that was what I was really thinking, because though I was making a difference to him, to that school, that class, what about the rest of the world? And that's where my brain started to think of the bigger picture rather than just my school district. 
I like that because you're able to really expand your reach, not just where you are, but worldwide and et cetera. So as a mindset coach, what are some of the things that you work on? Let's put it in context for the audience because they may be like, hmm, a mindset coach, what is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're looking at your mind, it's going to be the quality of your thoughts. How are you thinking? Are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? But then it goes a little bit deeper than that. Similar to how depression is going to be multiple facets of an emotion. So depression is just not sadness. It could be anger. It could be hate. It could be jealousy. It goes so much deeper. So we have to understand how deep is your mindset. And some people think on just the surface level, which is nothing wrong, where they see the world they go to their jobs Monday through Friday, they wait for retirement at 65, and that's their complacent style lifestyle. And what mindset is, is going to be looking at today, tomorrow, and then 10 years from now, like, where would you like to be? Because sometimes people want something in their life, but they're not willing to go for it. So they would say, I want to be this in my life, I want to accomplish this in my life. But today doesn't reflect the actions necessary for them to achieve that goal. So what I do as a mindset coach is we look at your actions today and we apply better actions that are going to help you reach your goal in the near future. Yes, absolutely. So it's going beyond the surface level and just really connecting to who you are, how you're showing up for yourself, how you're showing up for the world. But most importantly, getting out those dreams and realities, getting out the dreams and turning them into realities and getting out of the rat race and really making things substantial in your life. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the challenges that you face whenever you're working with people within the mindset coaching um, space? What are some of the paradigms that you hear on a continual basis? Some of the biggest challenges I face is that people who want change, they either had to have a trauma or they see someone having something good in their life, and they want to do that too. And the reason I say that is because people will put in a certain amount of effort for some things, but they won't put a certain amount of effort for everything. For example, in order to be someone who has financial freedom, you have to create passive income, you have to have good routine, good spending habits, there's so many more things than just winning the lotto, getting inheritance, then than just working a bunch of hours and then having a big fat bank account. You have to be financially literate. And the same thing is true with your mindset. Your mindset has to be in alignment with what you're trying to go for. So many people don't see the work past the work or the image of, so of what someone else is presenting. I can present something effortlessly and then they might say, oh, you do it so easy. But why is that, right? They don't see the hours of work behind what they did, similar to Kobe, he, he would go to three training sessions every single day versus his teammates who would go to two. So just that one training session was enough for him to put himself on a different playing field. And no matter what, people couldn't catch up to him because that one day compounds by the end of the year is 365. So that means people are going to have to try to get 365 sessions in somewhere more in the year that is also going to prioritize rest and um, efficiency. So the same thing is true with the mindset. We have to make it more efficient. And many people are thinking under the realms of, can I make it as easy as possible rather than as efficient as possible? 
Absolutely. And one of the things that you mentioned is consistency, because that's what I heard when Kobe practiced that he was consistent, he did it on a daily basis. And over time, that consistency paid off because he was persistent and he was hungry. It was something that he was working at. He was taking ownership of his life, but also ownership of his craft so he can be the best. And one thing that I focus on whenever I'm in the coaching space with some clients is getting them to realize the vision that they have. And now how are you going to take the vision of what you have and get to where you want to be? So in order to really visualize that, you have to envision yourself as already achieving it and work backwards via reverse engineering so you could really lay a steady and sturdy foundation and sometimes I feel like it's those um, still small voices in our head that try to talk people out of what they can achieve because so many people have spoken negative into them and I told them you have to reprogram yourself and get rid of the old software and put in the new software. Kind of like whenever we have our iPhones and our Androids and it tells us that there's an update that needs to be performed on our phones. Well, why can't we take that same approach and update ourselves and our internal hard drive? Exactly. And that's the idea of begin with the end in mind, Stephen Covey, where we look at the goal and we say, okay, this is where I want to be. How do I get there? So we look at the goal, but then we just backtrack until we say, okay, this is the starting step. And not everyone has that ability to break it down in the, in the sense of, I have a goal, I have a task, let me break it down to the smallest bite-sized piece. Many people see the big hole and they try to eat it whole and it doesn't work that way per se. So having a coach is so powerful because they can break it down into the, into the smallest micro step where they say, this is the first step we have to take. This is where you are, but this is not where you're going to be in, in a week or in a month from now from having this coaching. Our goal is this, and we're going to keep going until we reach that goal. And I think that's important to have a person who's going to help you with that process because the process of neuroplasticity is changing your brain, changing how you think. That has to be done very carefully because if you don't, and you just kind of go like, like you're doing Ikea furniture with no directions, you're going to have extra pieces. You're not going to say, well, Ikea, they're so kind to give me extra pieces. That's not the case. You're not doing it. You're not doing the way it was instructed. And there is a right way. There's a wrong way. And I have found, I, I didn't have a coach initially when I started to go on that, on that journey for a better mindset. And I would always find, oh, I have to go back. I have to fix that. That's not helping me. So having someone who has already been on that journey, who has already experienced, who has already helped hundreds, if not thousands of people already, then you could say, well, I'm going to be in good hands because I'm not going to have to backtrack as often if, as if I went by myself. So I always encourage people to find a coach, a mentor, a guide that can help them along with that process of changing their mind and then helping them see their goal become reality. Absolutely. And just uh, connecting with someone who has similar um, mindset as you, but they're, they see the potential in you and they're going to 
call you up to that potential, even though it hurts, because sometimes the truth hurts, but it's because they want you to soar and fly on all cylinders. And you're not going to do that if they don't push you beyond your comfort zone. I think that's very important. And another thing that I would say there is every coach that that you work with should have a coach if they continually want to grow in their area and if they're hungry. Like I have a coach, you have a coach, Michael. And sometimes our coach is going to tell us things that may hurt us and we don't want to hear, but it's to strengthen us in our growth journey, whether it's personally or professionally. Mm-hmm. And you you have to see it as constructive feedback. And I tell people, think of feedback as a gift. It's a nice, pretty package with a bow on it. Whatever applies to you, build upon it and grow. What does not apply to you right then and there, thank the person because they cared enough to give you some wisdom and some advice and just kind of put it in your toolbox for later on because you never know how that feedback is going to um, be relevant later on down the line. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And for me, it was a business coach. I needed a business coach to help start the business, elevate the business, because I had no idea how to start a business. Now I knew how to be a teacher. I had my cooperating teachers, my instructors, my professors. That's why we have teachers, right? They help guide us. They don't just give us a book saying you want to be a teacher. Well, here's all the books you need to read in order to be a teacher. You have someone guiding you along the way. And the same thing is true if your mindset, or if you want to be a successful uh, you know, aviation's uh, business, you have to find someone who has done it. And you can break it down to, I want someone who has done this business. And there's so many coaches that do specific things. A business coach, you might have a public speaking coach. They help you with certain aspects of your life. Now, mindset, it encompasses many things. But what we are thinking about primarily is getting your mind to think more positive. Because if we can think positive and we can see positive, then we're going to move in the direction of positive because the brain is naturally lazy. The brain is naturally negative. And if we can say, okay, I understand how my brain naturally wants to move. I'm just going to have a guidepost similar to how when you're bowling for the first time, if you're young, you have the bumpers. So you pull up the bumpers. So you're going to be able to hit the pins, regardless of how many times that ball wants to go in the gutter. You're going to have that guide. You're going to have that coach, that mentor push you saying, Hey, we're going forward, no matter what you might want to go left, you might want to go right, but we have our goal and we're going to hit the pins. And I think that is, is going to be one of the most important things when you get a coach, they're going to make sure you hit your target, regardless of if you want to go left, if you want to go right, once that ball is moving, the momentum has already started. Yes, absolutely. And I was just thinking of that allergy. So I did my hands up like this because I thought about, yeah, whenever you are bowling and how true that is to make sure that your ball keeps going um, down the down the lane to knock out those pins versus going over to the left or right to have that gutter ball because you really have to stay focused. And I tell people one thing that helps me is naming your ego. So like name your negative ego. So mine is negative Nancy Mm -hmm. and then name your positive ego, which is mine is positive Patty. So sometimes when those negative thoughts enter into my head, I tell negative Nancy, 
sit down and shut the puck up because positive Patty is here and she Mm -hmm. has something to say. And then it helps me just be mindful of that. And then also a big component is journaling. Journaling is a way to reflect on some of the thoughts that you have in your head. And once you get it out on paper in front of you, you could reflect on why did I write down what I wrote down? How do I feel? How is this helping me? Is it adding value? Is it or is it taking away? Is it derailing me or whatnot? And you begin to go through your own inventory process of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. For me, there was a story called Peaceful Warrior. It's the story of uh, Dan Millman. He's an Olympic gymnast who wants to go for gold in the Olympics. And along his journey, he has an accident. And I'm not going to expose the story or anything, but it was his journey, how he had to deal with that accident. And that was one of the first books that kind of rang true to me along with like rich dad poor dad and then that one was probably the second one that kind of was like the key or the finally the building block that was like okay this is the next learning point for you I learned how to take out the trash in in my mind because my mind was filled especially in high school for men the ego is so prominent in high school where we think we know everything, right? We say, well, we have amassed a bunch of knowledge. We, our emotions are rearing and we don't need mom and dad. We don't need anyone. We have our friends. Our ego is there to protect us. And for me, it was going to be a process to get rid of that ego, unravel it. Even though I had good teachers, good parents, good mentors at that time, the tendency or the instincts that I had to face And that ego building up in itself to build confidence and to build self-worth was something I had to say, is this going to help me in my life? Now, of course, there are some good aspects of the ego, but we have to understand, okay, well, if we're a hoarder and we have been hoarding everything all our life, and then when we finally go through all the junk that we have, what do we keep, right? Many people have these garage sales of their junk, the things that they kept for years, and it wasn't a big deal until they said, I don't have any more room to put any more new stuff in my home, in my mind. So we have to get rid and we have to get rid of the negative things or the things that no longer serve us. So we can make room for the things that will serve us. And for me, that was getting rid of the ego. And of course, journaling also for me, is like writing it on paper, getting it out of my mind so I can make room for something better. And that whole process of journaling, getting rid of my ego then learning how to live in the moment really helped me evolve my mindset and focus more so on who I want to become rather than who I am and who I allow the world to make me be. Mm, Beautifully said, Michael. And as you're working with some of your clients, do you have some tools like a checklist that you use with your clients or what does your process look like? So I do everything individualized. I'm sure this is my teacher aspects uh, going on because when you have lesson plans is by the class more so than about, okay, the kids are here, right? So you can kind of do a blanket one by grade, but you have to see where the class is because the class will uh, basically coagulate and say, okay, well, we're all at this level. So they all balance themselves out. So you have to have different lesson plans for different classes sometimes because one class might be able to do it one class and it might not be able to do it. So what I noticed is that you, you have to look at the person. And if the person is able to 
push themselves, it's going to be, okay, trial and error, maybe if I don't know their personality. So one of the first things I do is I get to understand their personality. So there doesn't have to be as much trial and error. Because if I understand how they are and what they want in their life and how ambitious they are, then I can say, okay, we can do this much versus if someone is a little bit more timid and I don't want to scare them away. Or if I don't want them to feel like they are not doing enough, I have to go on a different approach. So our coaching is going to be more so of, let's just have a conversation if they need something easy versus if someone wants a specific task, let's talk about that task only. So it just depends on the person more so than anything, but we do look at what their goal is, number one, and then what they're doing about that goal. And then we talk about their problems, their habits, their routines, and then we can kind of get a good understanding of where they are and why they don't have what they have. Okay, perfect. And I like the fact that you focus on the individual, what their problem is and how you could be a solution to their problem. But then you're also challenging them to put in the work so they get begin to see the results because you could give them the tools and the resources all day long. But if they're not applying those tools and resources, then they're just back at square one. They're still at that start line versus making their way to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And anyone can buy a program, anyone can buy a Tony Robbins program and say, okay, I bought this program, I'm going to follow it for 13 weeks, and my life is going to change. Well, if they know anything about the things they have purchased in their life, they're going to maybe try it for a week or two. And then they're going to say, okay, well, I just got busy with working everything. So the program is going to be there. It's not that the program doesn't work. It's just that our mind is not willing to put in that 13 weeks of effort. So we just have to understand 13 weeks of effort, I'm going to make sure I get this done and commit to yourself when you get your coaching. Say, I would like to have a coach for a month or two months or three months, however long. But before you say, all right, you're my coach, tell yourself, and this doesn't have to be the coach personally, it could be personally, I would like coaching for three months. And then say that is going to be your journey. Three months and your brain is already going to know on the subconscious level. All right, he's doing it for three months. We got to suck up. So Michael, what sets you apart in the sea of your competitors? Because there's so many coaches out there. And I tell people, make sure you're finding the right coach for you because you want to make sure that you stay committed and that coach is going for bat for you just as much as you're going to bat for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I operate under a monthly type of, of subscription where people come, they pay for the basic sessions or all the way up to the master sessions where they can get a certain amount of sessions per month. They still can contact me via text, email, whichever their preference typically is text, where if they have any troubles, they have any questions, they can reach me during business hours. So it's not 24 seven, but it's during business hours. And so when they are able to reach me, that acts like a journaling process. So I don't necessarily tell people their journal, I say, text me. And that is actually their journal. And we do it on a subconscious level. So when I have men come to me about their divorce, or if they're having some type of hardship or turmoil in their life, I just say, hey, just text me. We could talk about it. And that process of them texting me is journaling, but I don't force them to journal because if I force them to journal, then they're like, I got to journal again. It could become something that they see as negative. But if it's just texting, that's a commonality right now in society where everyone texts us. If you need something, you text someone. So if they need something from me, they can text me. So that's what sets my business apart from other businesses where 
we do that process rather than the typical journaling process, whereas through text, and then also the monthly subscription where people can find the amount of sessions they want per month, and then they fill in the blanks with the texting. Beautiful. And for anyone interested in connecting with you, how can um, they do that via your website and where you primarily hang out on social media? But before you plug that, Michael, I want you to leave the audience with a challenge, which is your call to action so they could really bust a move and get out of that rat race and get out of their own way and really start to live their life optimally. Mm-hmm. So the challenge I want to leave your audience is I want you to figure out who's in your life. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, cousins, friends, doesn't matter. Everyone has to go through this process. And I want you to ask yourself, are these people anchors in your life? If they're anchors, then they're holding you back. Are these people toxic? Are they making you feel a certain way negative, right? They're having you do bad habits, bad things that don't promote growth or success in your life. Those people should be limited where your time should be valuable and you shouldn't waste it on those people necessarily. And then you want to look at if you have people who light you up, bring you up, lift you up. Those people are going to be your biggest cheerleaders. And once you separate all the people in your life to their respective categories, and I hate to say it, sometimes you might have a spouse that can be an anchor, or you might have a spouse that can be toxic, but it doesn't mean that we don't love them. It does not mean that. It means that we understand their role into our success. So once we have that, that's the challenge. Put everyone into their prospective roles. Are they toxic? Are they an anchor? Are they an ember? Someone who lifts you up, lights you up. And once you have that, then of course you can say, all right, If I need something, if I want to grow, I'm going to contact this person, right? If I want to be balanced and I want to stay where I am, I'm talking to my anchor people. If I want to do something naughty, I'm going to talk to my toxic people, right? Go out, party, have a good time, right? Nothing wrong with that, right? There's balance in life. And that's why we have that balance of the three. And to find me, you can always go to revenconcepts.com, R-E-V-E-N, concepts.com, my my social media handles are at Revan Concepts or at Revan underscore concepts. And I typically hang out on Instagram. That would be my go-to. And then of course I have a video podcast that I put out on YouTube. And then of course it's on like 20 other plus platforms, just audio. Thank you so much, Michael, for just being here today, sharing your knowledge, your insight and wisdom with the community. I will definitely make sure all of your contact information is in the show notes. So revenconcepts.com and then at revenconcepts where you're where you primarily hang out, which is Instagram. And listeners and viewers, make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see all things video by going to YouTube and typing at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis to support the guests and myself and helping us reach the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. And for those of you interested in continuing the mission with us, we are looking for brand sponsors. You can find out more information by heading on over to genesisamariskent.net. Until next time, peace.
love and lots of blessings. Go out there and level up. Get your mindset right. Walk, walk over and walk out your destiny, assignment, purpose, and calling. And never feel like limitations are the end-all be-all. Break the hell out of those limitations and rise above barriers. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.